Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can find my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Today is Thursday, August 11th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created along with weather data in order to make one money line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate a confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. But as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, uh, first losing day in a long while yesterday. I always talk about good and bad variants. Yeah. Yesterday, it felt like bad bullpens got to us. You know, we had the White Sox were ahead and they blew it. The Astros uh, were, were tied late, stronger bullpen. Uh, they blew it. The Twins were ahead and they blew it. And it's just like, couldn't hold the lead, it seemed like, at the end of the game. Yeah, you, you, you always mention the good and bad variants will occur. Well, there's been a lot of good variants. There has been. I, was starting, I was starting to wonder, is there really bad variants anymore? <laughs> but yes, yes, last night proved yep. that there still is bad variants. So, there's, uh, there still yeah, is. Yeah, so that, the bullpen's letting, letting us down was, yeah. was not fun. But uh, yeah, overall, you know, the past couple of weeks have just been great. So yeah. no complaints at all. It's, it's, and I always talk about, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, today, we were talking about this before we came on, but today's slate is, uh, there's some money-making opportunities for sure. We'll talk about these games, but I mean, the quality of today's games yeah. is not, I'm glad you're on because now we can talk about the, the quality. Because otherwise, if it was just me, I'd be like, well, that's another bad baseball team playing a bad baseball team. And here's how we're going to bet but these teams suck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like this is one of those days where it's like if the family has been pestering you to get out and do something else, maybe there's some back to school shopping that you need to do or something like go. that. Go get all of that taken care of tonight. Try to get back in time. Maybe catch the last half of, of the last game yep. of the evening. I think that'll be a good one to watch. Yep. But yeah, other than that, you've you've got a little bit of a reprieve today. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you're watching this earlier today. There's a lot of afternoon games, only two night games. Like you said, if there's something you got to do tonight, if you need to do a little family dinner or you know yeah. hang out with some friends, or if you just want to you know watch a movie or something. You know, tonight's like a great night to try yeah. some yeah. of that stuff. But again, we'll talk about how we can try to make some money on these games. The quality not as good, but again, always money-making opportunities for us. And before we get to those games, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know there's in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. We've also partnered with Horse Racing Today. For those of you who like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five people with over 125 years combined experience handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. You can check out their YouTube shows or website. The links are in the description. Because, Jared, we're going to start off hot today. 105 Eastern start time at A-grade play and, and teaser here, the only A-grade play that I keep watching the rest of the show, please. But this is the, yeah. this is the, we're going to start with the crescendo here, right here. Yeah. A-grade play on the Phillies here. 
in the afternoon. Uh, it'll be a warmer day in Philadelphia, mid-80s to start, upper 80s to close, a slight breeze around 5 miles an hour blowing in, thankfully no rain in the forecast for this one. Edward Cabrera versus Kyle Gibson, two pitchers to get very similar ratings according to the model. Cabrera, of course, looks pretty good in his four outings to the tune of a 261 ERA. It's a small sample size, though, and the underlying metrics do say that should be in the low four. So he's had some good luck, a good pitcher, uh, but I don't I don't think that 261 ERA means a whole lot. Again, slightly above average. Same story for Kyle Gibson, 436 ERA, and the advanced metrics say that's pretty accurate. So kind of a wash there with regards to starting pitching, but otherwise the Phillies have a huge advantage. They got it done last night, throwing a you know, the model says average. I'm going to say Noah Syndergaard is average at this point. I think we're kind of thinking about him being better. But, I mean, he looked very pedestrian yesterday. And given how bad the Marlins' offense are, maybe even below average Noah Syndergaard, right, mm-hmm. still was able to keep the Marlins from scoring too many runs. And then they, the Phillies score late. If they can beat, you know, Cy Young Sandy there with, <laughs> with yeah. Syndergaard on the mound, you know, the Marlins will win another game this season, but you have to wonder where, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. they'll play the, I don't know if they play the Reds again, right? Do they play, you know, do they get the Rockies at home? You know, they're just, they're struggling on offense so bad. The Phillies, of course, will have a huge edge there on offense, a huge edge with regards to the relievers. Model says Phillies minus 194. Basically says as long as the number starts with a one, it's an okay play. And all the way down to 160 is an A-grade play. I love the Phillies here. I don't know what else there is to say other than, the Marlins are really struggling and this price isn't nearly as large as it should be with the Phillies at home. Cause Jared, what do you think? Yeah. So Edward Cabrera, fantasy owner here. So I'm oh, a perfect guy. All right. Talk, all right. So uh, yes, he's amazing. So many swings and misses, tons yeah. of strikeouts. Uh, the problem is he's coming off an injury. And even before that, he was only going to get you about five innings, uh, best case scenario. So uh, exact same theory, thing here. He's not going to go long into a game. And then that just favors the Phillies even more. Uh, and, and I'll let everybody else on a little secret of, about the Marlins here. The Marlins are great in uh, rock fights, but but they are not when actual runs can be scored. And and this ballpark here in Philadelphia is is apt. You know, the, the weather may be, you know, just so-so today, but the, this park is apt to, to scoring some runs. So anytime you get the Marlins playing a team that's capable of scoring any runs, I, I love to fade the Marlins. So, so that's yeah. another factor in my decision to, to be on the Phillies here. Yeah, you talk about the total here. I'm seeing totals of eight. The model says 8.1. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's hard to bet Marlins totals. They've gone over in yeah. some games where they've given up a lot of runs. When people in the comments are, oh, how do you go over the Marlins game? It's like, oh, you know, they can give up some runs, you know. And, and so we've yeah. gotten some over in these Marlins games, but they can go under pretty easily too because you just never know when they're going to put up a literal goose egg. And so, yeah. I, I, you know, model says 8.1, totals eight. It feels like a complete stay away total-wise because – like you said, if, if the Phillies work Cabrera's pitch count up, let's say he goes four innings, gives up one run, and they get to the bullpen, I mean, you could see the Phillies winning like seven to two, right? But you yeah. could also see a game where the Phillies win like two to nothing. I mean, I, I don't think that the total really feels like a great investment here. I think really just stay, stick to betting, backing the Phillies is my take here. Yeah, and, and in, in honor of Jake, it's it's not my thing. But if you want to look at Edward Cabrera's strikeout prop, uh, I, right. I'm, I'm not going to say that that's a, that's a bad play. Like blindly, if the, it's like six, five and a half, six, six and a half, you'd probably go the over. Even in four innings, he could, he could get that. All um, right. So I, I, you know, I'm not Jake. I'm not the pro, but I, I just wanted to, in, in honor of him, mention that. All right. And like, hey, like we say, just we're trying to give you things to think on, right? That, you know, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. so much that it, we, we know everything. We're just saying, here's some interesting things you can think on before, you know, placing your wage or something to consider there. Uh, like you said, a great strikeout guy and, and a lot of potential, uh, yeah. you know, and like I said, he's, he's looked good so far. And I think he's uh, already gets an above average rating. 
The biggest issue for the uh, Marlins, of course, is they had a much better pitcher last night and still couldn't get the job done. Uh, and uh, we think this price should be a lot higher on the Philly. So 160 is a great advantage, uh, a great opportunity here. Uh, it's, it's an A-grade play for me there. It's still be an A-grade play at minus 170. Once you get to about minus 180, probably drops to a B. You never know what the number's going to do. But if these numbers at the Phillies are a great investment. At that same time slot, 110 Eastern PM Guardians. At the Tigers, uh, you know, mostly been riding the Guardians, not every day, but for the last month or so, we've been on them more times than not. And the model has actually underestimated how good the Marlins have been. They've actually, I mean, the Guardians have been, they've actually performed better than the model. So it gives me confidence that we're backing the Guardians correctly here, that the model's seeing them um, fairly well, likes the edges here, likes them again. I've got a B plan, the Guardians at minus 153 here. At Detroit, it'll be Zach Plesac versus Garrett Hill. Plesac is just a, an average pitcher. We kind of talk about him. Uh, say this, I feel like I say the same thing every time with him. I mean, just, uh, you know, 449 ERA, underlying metrics, that's exactly what he is. He's just an average pitcher. He's going to give you average length, nothing really fancy, nothing mm-hmm. special. He can get the job done. And, of course, he gets the bad Tigers offense. An average pitcher should have a lot of success. Yeah. Garrett Hill has thrown six times this year, 512 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should actually be worse than that. So he's below average. Guardians offense, a little bit above average. Relievers are better than the Tigers. Everything points to the Guardians. It is on the road. But I'm comfortable laying a price like this. It's not as good of an investment as the Phillies with regards to the value as the model says it should be Guardians minus 161. So I like it enough here in the mid to low minus 150s to give it a B grade. If you're eyeing a price like minus 160, that drops to a C grade because you're just paying a little bit more of a premium. But here in the low minus 150s, it's a B grade. If you can get something in the minus 140s, maybe you're talking A grade. But right now, that's not the opportunity available to us. I like the Guardians. I think they get it done here. Don't want to pay too high of a price because baseball is weird. You never know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, but the Guardians are a much better team here. Uh, you know, again, a, a slight edge with regards to starting pitcher and an edge everywhere else. The Guardians should get it done because, Jared, what do you got for us? So this is one of those things where normally I, I, I'm just an A play person, like the A plays, the B plays, and not 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 as sold on, on those. Got to do a little bit more research. But my research here says number one, exactly like you said, we've we've been playing the Guardians a lot here, and they've been really good to us. So uh, I, I want to keep that rolling. But but also, you know, our, our favorite gag is is can we bet on the the Mariners? And, and I, I believe that I'm correct in saying we cannot bet on on the Mariners. We cannot today. No. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a sad day. I, I didn't, we we didn't talk about that in the intro. It's a sad day with some lower level competition, and we can't bet on the Mariners. It's like. Yeah. Why are we even here, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, where I'm going with that is my second favorite thing is, can I fade the Tigers? And the answer is yep. yes, I can fade the Tigers today. Yep. I, yep. I have just, it's just, you know, we've talked about it all season, how everything's just gone off the rails there, uh, letting go of their GM yesterday. So uh, I just, I have no faith in the Tigers at this point. So the fact that the, the Guardians have been hot, the model's been underestimating them, plus the Tigers have just seemed to have everything go wrong this season. Uh, I'm yeah. on the Guardians here as well. We talked a lot about the Tigers, just a shocking, you know, turn of events for them. Uh, you know, I think kind of my, my third one behind, can we fade the Tigers is can we back the Guardians, right? That's that's kind of right, another one. Right. like to do it's, it's a nice combo here. I wish the price was a little lower to give it an acre, but I still think it's worthy of an investment, worthy of a look at least uh, here on them. And did I see that correctly with the Tigers that now that they're going to let Hinch have some GM control? Did I see, did I read that correctly? Or did I dream that? I have I have no idea. I think I saw something. I saw I saw a piece of that yesterday. The other thing that's interesting, and maybe we've got some Tigers fans out there who can attest to this or not, but I did catch in one of their broadcasts they talked about uh, losing a member of their uh, coaching family. They're wearing or, or something like the front mm-hmm. office family. So that they're wearing patches on their jerseys, and this happened at the start of the season. And uh, mm-hmm. the announcers in that game were speculating. You know, I don't remember what team they were playing, but they were playing a team that, that happened to them, and you know, a season passed, and they talked about how it just affected the players and kind 
kind of derailed their whole season. And you wonder if that's what's going on. I, I can't, I can't figure out why the tires are so terrible. Um, right. They, again, they, it's not that we thought they'd win a hundred games, but based off how they finished those last hundred games last year, we, we figured they'd be mediocre and they've just been so bad. You have to yep. wonder what's, I mean, there is some random variability aspect of this and it, and it goes against what our brain, the data indicates it. You know, we need much larger sample sizes than we think and how variability works. And our brains have a really hard time struggling with that. But we're getting to the point where it's like, they're just really terrible. And it's just surprising how bad they are. So you have to wonder, like, what's going on with them. But like you said, if we can take advantage of it monetarily, I guess really that's... That's where, yeah. that's where we yeah. got to be, right? Exactly, exactly. Right. Weather-wise for this one, it will be in the upper 70s. Winds will be blowing out at about 10 miles an hour, so uh, mm-hmm. you know, not overly warm there with the ball flying up, but the wind going to help there. Because of that, the model says total of 8.8, and we're seeing actual numbers of 8.5, so the model would indicate maybe to look at the over. Uh, again, I feel like with the Tigers, the same thing with the Marlins, though. You just never know. I mean, they can give up a lot of runs. They gave up seven runs to Tampa on, I think it was on Sunday, in a nothing-nothing game, and yeah. almost got the almost got the over exclusively in the ninth inning. Right? So you, yeah. you never know when the Tigers can give up those kind of runs, but they could also score zero. So I feel like, again, the model would indicate over, but I don't know with the Tigers. Yeah. You just never know what they're going to do. Yeah, I think I said this last week when the Blue Jays and the Tigers were playing that I, I would play the over, over if it was anybody but the Tigers. Right. But, but playing a Tigers over is one of those things where, like, the game starts and you're saying, what have I done to myself? Right, right. So, so I just don't like that feeling. So I, I'm, I'm not playing it over with the Tigers. I feel like, and I can't wait for college football season. We're getting close on that. I feel like when we get yeah. to college football season, we have the same thing. We're like, it'll be, yeah. it, it will be right away, but I feel like we'll start talking about the same thing in about week four or five. We'll be like... Why did I back this team again? Yeah. Like, like you said, yeah. like it'll be like opening kickoff. You know, guy will yeah. do something stupid and they'll start off with the ball at the ten yard line, be three and out, and you'd be like, "Yeah, this was a bad idea." <laughs> it's yeah. like it's nothing with a, no, with a tiger a choice. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of random things, and you can't get over invested because you never know what's going to happen with baseball. Yeah. Rangers and the Astros. Astros, uh, you know, tied it up yesterday. When we got to the bullpens. You assume the Astros have an advantage at home. Everything points their direction, and they give up approximately 15 runs at the top of the 10th inning uh, to lose that one. Again, you just never know with baseball. That's why we always have to keep our wagers reasonable. That's why we don't do nine parlays and put the same team in all of them because when you when you think about something like that, right, if you win that game that you put in all your parlays, you still haven't won anything yet. You still mm-hmm. need other things to happen to win, but if they lose, you've lost all of them. Right. Uh, baseball is a random sport. You like that, and we're back on the Astros today. Again, it's all about the price here. It's a B-grade play at minus 285. The model says it should be minus 306. So as long as the number starts with a 2, I think it's a it's worth a look. It's a reasonable investment to make. Again, if you want to look run line, save yourself some juice. On a situation like last night, had you got a run line, you would have lost a little bit less. So maybe that's something to look into. Again, I stick to money lines. That's been what's a better situation for me personally, so that's where I'm going here on this one. And it, it sets up for advantage Astros. Again, it did yesterday that didn't work out, but I mean, you've got Framber Valdez, who's every bit as good as uh, Verlander is, 287 area on the season. Underlying metrics say it should be slightly higher than that, but his advanced metrics are right around where Verlander's are. Having a fantastic season here should be able to keep this Rangers offense out. A Rangers offense that is a little bit left-handed and switch hitter heavy with regards to their better hitters and gets a worse rating against lefties than righties, and so that should also favor Framber Valdez here today. Cole Raggins for the Rangers, a lefty. The Ashes we talk about um, should hit lefties better than righties. They definitely lit up Martin Perez the second time around there the other night. They get a boost facing lefties. A lefty-lefty situation here completely favors the Astros. Raggins did 
go five shutout innings in his uh, start last time out, but the underlying metrics would have had his ERA in the fives. He gets a below average rating. It's not that I think he's going to be bad in the long term. I just don't think he's there yet. Massive Astros everywhere for the massive, massive advantage is everywhere for the Astros. I like him here at minus two eighty five. It's a B grade pick. I'm comfortable playing it again until it gets to the three hundreds. At that point, maybe it's lean Astros or maybe it's just pass. I don't want any part of the Rangers. Doesn't mean they can't win like last night. It's just yeah. it's not an underdog that I think is worth that flyer because everything points to the Astros. You never know when they play one game, but if they play this game. 10 times, the model says the Astros might win eight of those 10. And so if you're going to win two out of 10 times, I need much better odds than the plus 250 that you're getting on the Rangers for that to be a reasonable investment. The model says Astros minus 306. Model says total of 8.2. I'm seeing totals actually of eight. Cousin Jared, what do you think? So, uh, Professor, I want to give you an opportunity to give us a little lesson here because we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about how every cent around even money or that, you know, 50-50 probability uh, yes. is, you know, a, a little bit more valuable. And could maybe why could you tell us why that 21 cent edge is not nearly as valuable at, at this price point than it is around that that even money or 50-50 area? Yeah, that's a great point, right? Because if we had a situation where I said it should be even money and we were getting plus 121, that would be an A-grade play there. And the reason why is you can convert odds to probability. And I had those videos about Odds Gym, and they have a calculator that you can do this. It's a fairly simple formula just to type into your calculator in your phone or Excel. And the idea is when you have a situation like minus 120, we'll say, minus 120 converts to uh, a little over, I believe, 54%. And so a 20 cent difference from minus 120 to even money is over 4% difference. Mm -hmm. And 4% difference is a fairly large one. Uh, What we've seen is that in the model here that we get to about 3%, those are the edges that have been really profitable, 3% or higher. So a 4.5% edge would be fantastic going from if I think it should be minus 120 even money or even money to plus yeah. 120, it would be the same situation. But it's a good point here. There's a 21 cent difference. But when you do that same calculation at these bigger numbers, it's not a linear scale. That 21 cents is not actually 4% here. In this case, it's actually only like 1.2% or something like that when yeah. you do the math. And so a 1% edge is not as exciting because there's the variability that we want to consider is not the variability around the price, but the variability around the win probability. And so because 1% is like, I think there's an edge, but it's not something that I'm really confident in. It's, I think the ashes are a solid look. It's worth looking into, but it's not quite at the 4%. I say, hey, even if I'm off by a little little bit. I still think there's probably an edge on this side. And so it's actually absolutely a great point that we consider the probability differences, not the money line differences. Uh, Thank you for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that's why he's the professor. And that's why why I am here to get that type of information. I can't explain all that, but I understand what he's saying. And I know that a 21 cent edge at that price is not the same as a 21 cent edge somewhere else. So for that reason, I'm staying away. I I just, that's like, unless there's a really big edge at a number like that, I'm not going to, not going to play it. Even if it is Fromber, you know, going against the team that's not that great. Um, I I just can't do it. So the the professor gave you the perfect explanation there, and that's why I'm staying away. It's not quite a large enough edge for me. And it makes sense. And like we always talk about these big numbers. If you want to look at these big numbers and just say it's just not worth it, I totally think that's a reasonable idea. It can it can really skew your bankroll around having to lay these big prices. Um, And it's we have to keep in the back of our mind 
even given my explanation that we still, that 21 cents still matters with, we're still paying that price. So you can't completely disregard it with what you're paying, but that's something we kind of disregard when trying to figure out if we have an edge. That doesn't mean that if you're shopping around, that when, if you shop around that 21 cents, even though you're only buying one percentage point of edge, you're still buying yourself 21 cents of your actual money. Mm-hmm. And so we want to shop around and try to find 10 cents, 20 cents better, because it doesn't matter if you save 10 cents on, a, on an even money game or 10 cents on a minus 200 game, you're still saving the 10 cents. But right. with regards to the edge, it doesn't tell us that we have a, as profitable of an edge, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like, you have to keep kind of both things in your mind as you're shopping around, but also it doesn't really help us um, with assessing an edge. Yeah, I know they know it was coming. I was like, it's just starting talking about, I'm like, where is he going? I hope I can explain this. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt, yeah, I felt bad that I didn't give you a heads up. No, it was totally, it was fine. It was more fun that way. People could just see, yeah. like, I could just off the cuff, I could just talk about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Two ten Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Royals. This is why we actually chatted about. You, you kind of made the comment before show, like, what are they going to talk about with the White Sox and the Royals? Well, here's what we can yeah. talk about with the White Sox. Here's Dylan Cease, of course. Fantastic season, 1.98 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should be about a full run higher, but anytime the advanced metrics at this many innings say you should be in the upper twos, that's a fantastic season. Right. He continues to improve his rating every single night. Uh, definitely a guy that you you don't like fading, and that's why I've only got a C pick here on the Royals at plus 160. From a mathematical edge, it would be probably more of a B play, but I'm downgrading it to a C grade because Dylan Cease is just so good and can dominate the game by himself. At plus 160, I don't need a second unit on it. If we win, we win over a unit and a half anyway. So I've got a C grade pick on the Royals. I think it's Royals or pass. It's not that Cease isn't good. It's just everyone else knows he's good too. And I just don't think there's value backing the White Sox at prices like minus 175 or minus 180. It doesn't mean they don't win. It just means I just think the premium is too high in this situation. So the Royals give the ball to Zach Grinke, who's just fairly average at this point in his career, 485 ERA. That's where the underlying metrics have him. A guy who's not going to give you a lot of length, which is typically a problem with the Royals relievers. Royals relievers got it done last night, though. So, I mean, you never really know with baseball here. Price is too steep for me on the White Sox. I'll lean Royals in a game that otherwise the White Sox have a lot of advantages there. In a game that hit a friendly Coffin Stadium, a warm afternoon around 90 degrees all day long. A slight breeze in, but the warmth here is why the model says total of 8.3. We're only seeing totals of 8, though, and that's obviously because a guy like Dylan Cease against right. a subpar Royals offense can shut them down. But the ball's potentially going to fly, so we might see some cheap home runs today. So this is a situation where I might not say I love the over, but I wouldn't just run to the under just because Dylan Cease is pitching because the weather here is going to lend itself to a lot of home run opportunities, a lot of balls carrying here. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? So no play for me here. I'm, I'm not fading Cease in this spot. If I wanted to fade Cease, it'd have to be against a, with a better team than, than the Royals. Um, if I had any lean here, it would be towards the over just because of the weather there. Because when it gets warm in, in Coffin, those balls can really start yeah. flying out. So if I had any lean, that would be it. But I, I don't have any play here. Yeah, with with weaker pitcher, this is one where the total would easily be nine, and I'd probably be screaming to go over nine. Right. The LNC is kind of the X factor there. So I'm with you. It's it's kind of a it's 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 either Royals or pass, and I think it's either over or pass. And if if you say with Cease, I don't want to go over. I think that's a reasonable idea. It's just I think right. with that weather, like you said, it's in this game could be this game this game feels like. It, if it goes over, it could be one of those heartbreaking overs where you're like, I nailed the under. It's one to nothing in the seventh inning. And then all of a sudden 
it's 90 degrees and there's like a six spot in one inning with two, three run home runs. And you're like, how did I lose that under? Like, that's what happens right. with this warm weather. So, uh, you know, to right. me, like I said, it's Royals or pass over or pass. I'll take a flyer on the Royals there. Uh, but I think in the afternoon, I think there's better investment opportunities. So another game with some warm weather should be some runs. 310 Eastern start time. Cardinals at the Rockies. Low 90s to start. We're going to approach 100 degrees in wow. Denver, Colorado by the end of wow. this game. A slight breeze out. We already know Coors Field is a hitter-friendly ballpark. I told you yesterday my favorite over the day might be in Coors uh, with that total of 11.5, and they just kind of kept putting up runs every single inning, it seemed like, as that one got over. Today, the total is up to 12.5. From usually it's 11.5. Model says 12.4. So the model thinks that the uh, total is a little bit more accurate. But there will be a lot of runs. There's a reason we've got the total up to 12.5. It's a hot day in Coors. That ball is just going to be – I mean, this is going to be like a rocket launcher going right. out of that ballpark today. Dakota Hudson versus Herman Marquez. Hudson is a 4.20 ERA, but the MLI metrics say it should actually be close to 5 as his rating has dropped well below average. Mm-hmm. And Edge's starting pitcher here for the Rockies with Herman Marquez does have a 518 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the low fours. The model likes Marquez a lot more than Hudson, despite their flipped ERAs. Of course, beyond that, the Cardinals have an edge with the relievers. The Cardinals have a massive edge on offense. Model says Cardinals minus 112, so I'll take the Cardinals at minus 110. It's only a C-grade pick. If I was getting more like minus 105, I'd consider it a B-grade pick. Even money, we're starting to really get excited about it. But minus 110. It's an okay play on the Cardinals. It's one I think is worth looking into, but I don't have a ton of confidence. There's a lot of variability around this game with a lot of runs. I mean, anything can happen. And we've seen the first two games in the series, just teams just explode offensively. And in this weather, you kind of don't really know what's going to happen. So that's why I said I can't get excited about laying odds with the Cardinals here, but closer to even money and more of a coin toss type situation. I think maybe then if the price improves, maybe it's, it's worth a look, but at minus 110, it's not something I'm too excited about here at the moment because Jed, what do you think yeah so i what i would say about this game is this is exactly why the model was built because i was looking at these games last night seeing what we had on the slate for today and i was thinking why are the cardinals only minus 110 at, at the at the rockies you know the cardinals had a pretty good series against the yankees hung in there yeah. with them the rockies are the rockies you never really fully trust them yeah. and so i was thinking oh yeah the model's going to say big edge to the to the cardinals here but no there there is no edge on, on the cardinals one barely at all um so I, i'm going to pass here uh but i just feel like this is the perfect example of why we have the model and, and why we kind of put our faith in it because just the blind eye i would have been all over yeah. the cardinals here but mathematically not the best investment yeah and i think a lot of that goes to again the the model has a pretty decent starting pitcher discrepancy between hudson and marquez and if you just look at their eras you might say you might look at marquez and say oh okay i know he pitches in core so he's probably not that bad but i don't know if you'd quite realize that dakota hudson again a pitcher i've been saying for the you know the last month or two it feels like i didn't really trust and he's kind of starting to he's looking rough for the most part and again that era climbing up um because i'm I'm curious your take on this cardinals price drops where's the point where you're like i'm you know model says minus 112 is Mm -hmm. is minus 105 is even i mean i'm assuming even money you're you're, you're thinking about it. oh yeah even even money i'm definitely on it honestly like between like minus 102 and minus 104 or something i probably want to get it below minus 105 okay um and there i have no mathematical evidence right. behind that like the professor just said that's just kind of kind of my gut uh tells me between minus 102 and minus 104 is probably where i would try to get it 
Okay. So minus 105 is you're like, you're intrigued, but you're not quite to it at minus 105, but better than minus yeah. 105. Okay. I, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm kind of in the same ballpark. I think I'd probably do minus 105, but I'm like, if I get minus yeah. 103 or something like that, it'd be even better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, let's not get into market terms here, but we want to place a stop limit order on, on the Cardinals <laughs> at minus 104. So, but that's that's for another podcast. I think. Yeah, now, but it's like, now you're getting over my head. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, we, we, we got a, we, we, we've got a lot of different rabbit holes we could dive in today, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. Last afternoon game of the day, Pirates and the Diamondbacks. JT Brubaker versus Merrill Kelly. Brubaker's a guy that I like. I think is pretty undervalued here. 449 ERA. Underlying metrics have him in the upper threes. Gets an above average rating. Of course, downside for him, uh, same thing we talked about a lot with the Pirates and a lot of these bad baseball teams is the relievers are bad and the offense is bad. It's just bad baseball. Diamondbacks have the same story. Um, Bad offense, bad relievers, but a better starting pitcher in Merrill Kelly. 286 ERA. Probably not that good, but still a fantastic pitcher. Advanced metrics have him in the mid threes. Edge the Diamondbacks in every aspect of this game, but small edges and at home. I think the Diamondbacks are the side I'd rather be on, but this price is way too high to get excited about, especially going against Brubaker. I just can't recommend a large investment against him. Um, again, I think the Steinbeck's offense a little bit better than the Pirates' offense here with Righty Righty. I think the relievers maybe a little bit better, even though the Diamondbacks relievers are terrible. And as much as I like Brubaker, I like Kelly more games in Arizona. Again, it's just I just don't like this price. So it's only a lean for me in the Diamondbacks at minus 174. Model says it should be minus 168. So the model says this game is priced really well. Um, if you can get a better price in the Diamondbacks, maybe you're starting to get excited. But at this price, it's the side I'd rather be on. But I just don't think it's really worth a huge investment. You're paying a premium for Kelly at this point. Unfortunately, we were able to profit off of him earlier in the season. And now it's, I think the number is kind of catching up a little bit here over the last month or so. A game that the model says again to go over, it said to go over yesterday and that turned out to be accurate. Again, it says to go over, it says total of 8.4. We're actually seeing a number of eight. It's as we talked about that with some of this bad baseball, though, it's scary to play these totals because on the one hand you say their relievers are terrible. Sure. They're going to give up some runs. That's what we saw yesterday um, with these two teams. But then of course you also have the situation where the offenses aren't that good, and they may not score that many runs, especially against above-average starters. So it's a total market that I just feel like is too much of a question mark for me. I think this game's priced fairly accurate on the whole. What do you think, cousin Jared? Yeah. So kind of to so no play for me here. I kind of want to come back around to a couple of things that that we mentioned though. You asked what my buy point was on the Cardinals, and honestly, it wasn't too far from where they're at right now. That's a price that they could actually feasibly get right. to. Um, here, it would have to be a, a lot, a lot bigger uh, of a change for me to actually go in on the Diamondbacks. And and part of that is just like my personal preference. I have found that I can, I feel good about backing a good team and the Cardinals are a pretty, pretty decent team. Um, I would not feel good backing the Diamondbacks, even, even if we were to get that same, same level of edge. So for me, this would definitely have to go below like minus 160, maybe below minus 155 before I would really feel comfortable pulling the trigger. So, uh, you know, we talked about how much room we need there and just for, for bad teams, I just, I just don't like backing bad teams. It's tough because it's tough because we like Merrill Kelly and backing him has mostly been profitable, but I'm with you. There is just a level of like, you're paying how much to back this bad team? Like, right. it's yep. just a steep price when it's like, he's, it's like we talked about yesterday and we talked about every time uh, Alcantara pitches for the Marlins. It's the same thing. It's like, I know he's amazing, but the rest of that team, like it's yeah. hard to really get too excited about it. Exactly. 
All right, then that takes us to our two evening games, 17 Eastern first pitch, Orioles at the Red Sox. It'll be a nice night in Boston, mid-70s to start, low-70s to close. Winds will be blowing mostly across in this one. Dean Kremer versus Josh Winkowski. Kremer was uh, supposed to get the start yesterday, I believe, in that rainout um, rained out game. 343 ERA in the season. Underlying metrics a little bit worse than that. Still gets a below average rating, but a guy I think the model might be a little bit under uh, underselling versus Josh Winkowski in his 10 starts. 468 ERA. That's exactly where the advanced metrics have him. Slight edge the Orioles with, with regards to starting pitchers. Edge the Orioles with the relievers. They'll have an edge pitching. Of course, the Red Sox have a better offense than the Orioles. Model says it should be Red Sox minus 106, who gives the Red Sox a slight edge here, but says in a neutral field, the Orioles are the team to back in this situation. So I'll take the Orioles at plus 112 with the B-grade pick. I think there's a little bit of value here. I think the Orioles are worth a look, especially if you're getting something in the plus 110 or better range here. I think the Orioles are the side I'd rather be on, but it's not a big enough edge to get to an A-grade. If it gets up in the... Uh, plus 120s, that's definitely an A grade. Maybe even high plus one teens, but really we're talking plus 120s is what I'm getting really excited about here on the Orioles with the value they present. Again, in a coin toss type game, one where I'm seeing totals of 9.5 and, and the model says 9.8, so it says it's fairly well priced. Maybe go over. Of course, going over 9.5 is always scary in general, given that 9 is so common. But the model thinks there can be some runs in this one um, with below average starting pitching and uh, a good offense for the Red Sox and the Royals offense that should be able to put up some runs on Winkowski and the subpar Red Sox relievers. Joe, what you got for us? So no play here for me, but my buy point here is probably about plus 116 or so. This is smaller than than the other games that we've kind of talked about just because we talked about the value around the, the even money number there. And also, it's just been fun back at the Orioles. It has, so, it like, has. This, this is the stuff that the model can't tell you, that I, as somebody who has no affiliation with the model, I can just tell you, it's been fun back in the Orioles. It so, has. you know, 116 is a low enough number. It's like, I might get there, and then I'll yeah. have some fun, you know, getting the pull for him tonight. So, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, plus 116 is where I would try to invest in, in the Orioles. So it sounds like we're watching a couple numbers here. We're watching the Orioles the numbers on the Orange Birds and the Red Birds. If they move, if right. they move about a nickel lots, or so. Lots we're, of we're, bird we're, watching tonight. Lots of bird watching today <laughs> on, on yeah. colors, colors namely orange and red. And if the price moves about a nickel or so, we're starting to get a little bit more excited about those exactly, plays. Exactly, exactly. All righty. And then the last game, the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. Cubs at the Reds. Um I feel like there's a lot of things to talk about in this one. First off, how sad are you that they actually made an MLB Dimension ballpark for this game, which they did last year as well, versus the Field of Dreams Dimensions? I mean, how fun would it have been to play with a field that was like 300 feet or whatever in the center field? Like, what, what Why didn't the, we do that? What would the model set the total? <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know. We would have no data. We'd be like, I don't know, like 20? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and are we convinced it actually isn't 300 to center field? Because last year's game was like nine to eight or something crazy like yeah. that. Like I, I'm looking at like, and they're like, they're telling us that it's MLB Dimensions, and I'm like, I don't know. I watched last year's game. Are we sure that's true? Right? Yeah, yeah. I think last year's game was a little bit warmer weather. The ball was flying. You had two really good offenses. Tonight, you're going to have two weaker offenses, two subpar offenses, in the Cubs and the Reds. And a chillier night. It's going to start off around mid 70s there in Iowa, and we're going to close in the upper 60s, and we're going to have a slight breeze in from right center field around five miles an hour the entire night. So the model here says the total should be 8.9 and the total I'm seeing is nine. So the, the main thing I want to talk about here is this total because I feel like 
after last year's game, I feel like everyone was coming into this year's game saying, oh my gosh, we've got to bet these overs or something like that. And my hunch is people are going to see nine after last year and say, let's go over nine. The model says nine is actually a pretty good number here with typical dimensions for this ballpark and it being a little bit of a chillier night and subpar offenses. So model says totals priced well. If you want to play the over, obviously that's fine. It just says don't go too heavy on that because it's not a lock like last year's game. It's a totally different world and two totally different teams and slightly different weather. Um, Drew Smiley versus Nick Lodolo. Smiley's fairly average at 397 ERA on the season. Underline metrics have him a little bit worse than that, but fairly run of the mill. Nick Lodolo 440 ERA underlying metrics have him in the low fours. Projects better than that, though the model likes Lodolo here in this spot. Of course, the model thinks the Cubs' offense is better than the Reds' offense, but both offenses do get a little bit of a boost facing lefties. But the Cubs' offense against lefties actually rates above average. So I'll be on the Cubs here tonight at even money. Only a lean, though, as the model says it should be Cubs minus 106 at this neutral site game. I'm giving no team home field advantage. I do have to imagine there will be more Cubs fans there, but I'm guessing it's not going to affect things too much. Part of home field advantage is travel. Both teams had to travel, sleeping in your own bed. Part of it's knowing the field. Neither team's on the field. So no home field advantage here, even though there might be a few Cubs, more Cubs fans there in attendance. Model says Cubs are slightly more likely to win, so I'll take a flyer on them. But it's kind of like we talked about with the Orioles and the Cardinals. It's like if the price was just a little bit better, or the, or even the Guardians do an A play, just a little bit better, we're getting excited about it. If I get to plus 105, especially if I get to plus 110, it's just right now at even money, I can't get that excited about it, given that I think Lodolo is better than Smiley is. And so that's kind of what's holding me to a lean here on the Cubs at even money. I haven't got the Cubs right in ages, but on the season, I'm still <laughs> profitable on the Cubs uh, money line and run line picks. I'm still I'm still profitable, but it feels like that's dying quickly. So yeah. uh, I don't know how much of that's just random variability over the last week, um, uh, but the model thing's uh, fairly well-priced, but again, Cubs should be the slight favorites rather than the Reds. So I'll be on the Cubs in this one. Again, even money, though, only a lean. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? Took the words right out of my mouth. I've got too much recency bias. There's no way I'm back with the Cubs yeah. right here. They, ha- they have not been good to us as of late. But definitely try to watch part of this game. This is like the baseball equivalent of like the Rose Bowl or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what the teams are that are playing. The atmosphere, the, the, the field that they have set up there is just really cool. So make sure you watch part of this game. Um, but, yeah, I, as of right now, I would tell you don't have to invest in it. Yeah. And, and like we talk about, too, if the price moves up and you get better odds in the Cubs, there's some element to yeah, this game yeah. that adds extra unknown variability, and plus odds right, are just right. interesting because, you know, you saw last year, and it was such a cool experience. You know, the players walking out of the cornfield. I mean, you had right. to have – those those players are still human, right? We talk about they don't yeah. quite succumb to the pressure because they're used to the pressure because those guys have been the best player at – probably multiple sports than baseball. A lot of these guys were probably also like their star quarterback and the star point guard and that sort of stuff too, right? right? In high school and and, and middle school and stuff. So, I mean, these guys have had pressure their whole lives, but they're still human with regards to like, you have to imagine, I think some of them talked about it, coming out of that cornfield, getting chills, right? Goosebumps, you know, like that sort of thing. And and I'm not saying the moment overtakes them, but there's just an extra little bit of, you never really know how that's going to affect who it's going to affect. Trying to predict that would be foolish. And so it's kind of one of those, that, tends to make the game more of a coin toss, which again, if you get plus odds, offers value from a betting perspective, right? And so again, if we could get something like a plus 105 on the Cubs, I'm starting to really get a little more excited. Probably jumps to a B grade pick just from the, hey, plus 105 and a who the heck knows how they're going to react to this fairly even type game starts to get me a little bit more interested here. Even money, like I said, I think that's the way I look, but it's not one I'm overly excited about. 
So at the end of the show, I usually recap my A plays here again. Started off hot from the start. Yeah, Phillies minus yeah. 160. That is the A play of the day. Only eight games today, of course. Check the Twitter feed in the sheet. I'll make some updates if there's any good movements that I think are worth changing up our investments. I will let y'all know about that. Otherwise, Cousin Jerry, do you have any parting words for us? Yeah, just a couple of, of wrap-up things here. So number one, the professor mentioned at the top of the show, give me a follow on Twitter at Cousin Jared. I'll be more active there once college football season gets started. Also, follow me on BetStamp, also Cousin Jared at BetStamp. Baseball season, 4.8% ROI on the baseball season so far. 14% ROI since June 22nd. I'm doing something right, people. Can't tell you what it is, but I'm doing something <laughs> right. So give me a follow there. And then, of course, you want to be there for all of my college football picks as the season gets going. And I know what everybody was waiting to hear me say 16 days until the start of college football season. Yep, yep. And I and I do endorse that, too, follow Cousin Jared on Bet State. But, and, and the reason why is he – and a lot of y'all have tracked a model and you kind of see it and you're kind of developing your own things and you're kind of figuring out what's working and what's not. And that's fantastic. And I totally encourage that. And it's, I think it's good to see what cousin Jared is. He says the same thing. He follows it. He looks at, it, he knows a lot of things. He has slightly different insights and thoughts and, and things that he's going to take or pass on than, than I do. And so it's just, I think an interesting other look at seeing kind of where he's going with that. Like he said, what he's been doing has been working really well where he's kind of choosing. He didn't, he didn't play every game. He's choosing, you know, three games this day, six games this day, that sort of stuff. And so um, an interesting uh, extra perspective that can be a supplemental tool here as you're trying to make your picks. And like you said, uh, getting close to college football season, yeah. we are talking about where the, the count are going to be going, uh, having, to, having to work on this. It, it, the, the downside, I really wish there was more week zero games because we're going to have yeah. one week zero episode because yeah. there's, we can talk about all of them in one episode. After that, we'll get to the three episodes a week. But I, I feel yeah. like that first week, we should do the episode and then come back for the second and be like, wait, but now what are we talking about? Like, yeah, I just exactly. want to talk about more football since we're here. You right, know? right, right. All right. Well, a lot of good things to look forward to there. That's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.